Welcome to the New Author Podcast with your host, Jerry Evanoff. Jerry will take you through everything he's doing as he writes, publishes, and markets his first book. He'll tell you about his mistakes, his successes, and everything in between. Here's your host, Jerry Evanoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. I am one of the hosts, um, Jerry Evanoff. Today is December 15th, 2019. Oh, it's my payday. Oh, I got to check my bank account later. Um, this is episode 56, and joining me, as always, is other host, Lindsay Evanoff. How are you doing today, Lindsay? I'm doing good, and I love your shirt. Oh, yeah, it's nice, right? Yeah, New Author Podcast in a nice royal blue. Yeah, the cartoon looks fantastic on the back. It's huge. And I don't really wear long sleeve shirts very often, so I'm gonna have to change that. Um, okay, so how how are you? you, you did you say how you are? I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, I'm good. I was it's modeling Sunday. the shirt. It's Sunday. I have some some chores to do later. I'm supposed to clean the fish tanks, but gosh, it's just such a hassle. Those fish tanks are huge. Well, no, our big fish tank leaked. Remember? Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. We, had, we had a, well, we still have it. It's a 150-gallon fish tank. And two days before Jeremy was deploying, um, it decided to leak all over our living room floor. So we had to frantically um, drain it. And um, so now we have all of those fish in a 29-gallon and a 10-gallon. <laughs> so wow. Yeah. That's so quite the drop. I have two tanks to clean, and I have to clean them more often because the filters aren't as good as uh, what we had in the big tank. But it's just such a chore. There's buckets, and there's water, and there's fish and stuff. You can film one of those um, episodes on the DIY channels of how people have, like, really tiny houses. I have it, tiny tanks. Your fish, your poor fish went from, like, this gigantic mansion to a tiny house. I feel yeah. bad for them. Yeah. Well, the one tank, the 29-gallon tank, it's pretty sparse because we have more fish in there, so we don't have a lot of decorations in there. We have this one, like – Kind of looks like a dead tree, but it has a face in it. It's weird. Is it a, then, that's a fish or a decoration? The decoration. Yeah. And then the smaller tank, um, it's actually divided into two. We have jellyfish fields on one side, and then we have um, SpongeBob and Squidward's houses with SpongeBob, Squidward, and Patrick. And then over in jellyfish fields, we have um, what's SpongeBob mm -hmm. Snail's name? I, I can't believe you're actually going to expect me to know that answer. Wait, I'll think of it. I have no idea. Is it Steve? Gary. Gary. Oh, I would have guessed. I would have guessed that eventually. Yeah, yeah. So that tank is that. What Kian kind of picked out the decorations for that tank. So I have to clean those today, which is blah. But other than that, I'm good. Um, okay, so if we want to keep this at an hour and eight minutes, I'm going to go ahead and jump right into my stats. Yeah, hour and eight minutes. Let's do it. All right. So my book two, um, I worked on it throughout the week. It's up 1,015 words from uh, up to 39,053. Um, over the last few weeks, I've been working on the first eight chapters and now I'm kind of working through the first 11 chapters. And when I say working through, what I really mean is that I'm going back and forth through them a lot because this is, this is where I'm introducing everything about this character and how she kind of how she's different from the characters in the first book and how she feels and how, how her life is. And then the thing that happens to her right around chapter five and how she has to navigate her way through things over the next five or six chapters. Um, I don't want to get into too many of the details of it, but um, she gets hit by lightning about, about halfway through. Um, oh, that would hurt. Right. And then goes into a coma. And then the rest of the story is from her point of view while in the coma, kind of, it's kind of hard to explain without actually having you read it. So, um, and I want I want the readers to make to clearly understand like what she's going through and how she navigates through this. So I have to make sure that I describe it very very clean. Um, so I've done a lot of um, going through and making changes, and then writing the next chapter, writing chapter nine, and then going back and working on it some more, and then writing chapter ten and chapter eleven. So right now I'm just working through the first eleven chapters. Once I get past chapter eleven, I'm into the actual meat of the story where there's a little bit of overlap from book one and then there's her own adventure. But once that understanding is there of how she's navigating through this new world she's in, um, then I think I can go ahead and just write the story uh, without having to explain over and over again the things that are going on around her. Yeah. That was kind of rambling. I followed. I so followed. That's, oh, that's good. So that's um, those are my stats. How about you? Um, I haven't worked on draft three. Um, again, mom is super busy with her Christmas parties and quilting. And, um, so she hasn't been able to get anything back to me. She does have chapters seven through, 
uh, 13, and later today I'm going to send her chapter 14, and that's, of course, draft 2. Um, so when I get those back from her, I will make the changes and put that into draft three. But um, I have been working on draft two. I don't. I just don't keep track of my word count for draft two because it's not my, you know, most recent draft. But I am working. So <laughs> I know it's up to like sixty-seven thousand something, but I really don't know what it was at before. Do you have a target? I mean, not really. I would love to say, hey, I want to get to 80,000 words, but honestly, I just want a good book. So I don't, whatever that number is, whatever number makes it a good book with a, a good storyline and arcs and tropes and, and all of that, then then I'm good. Okay. Yeah. So um, this last week, you know what I've learned? Oh, and I want to hear it. Tell me. I sh we need to move the what I've learned section up a little bit this week because this is what I've learned. I'm a terrible full-time writer. Oh, okay. Not a terrible writer. I'm still learning that part, but I'm a terrible full-time writer because I'm still writing part-time. Oh. Because life gets in the way. And and so I'm just bad at it. Anyway, so Monday I taught from 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. Um, and to do that, I have to get up at 3.30. I, I tend to get up a half an hour before my first class so that I can let the dogs outside and do the sound checks on my computer and get signed in and, and all of that stuff. Um, after that, I had to take Key into the orthodontist, which all went well. I think he's going to be done with his first round of Invisalign in March. So then we'll take a year or so off before we start round two. Um I was going to write all day on Monday, but then my friend Anna and I had this brilliant idea to go get massages at this um, this place. It's called uh, Float something. I can't remember. Okay, so I got an hour massage, and then I went to this other room, showered off, and I got into this pod. And when I say pod, picture in your head what a pod looks like, and that's exactly what it is. It's like... It's like, um, what's that movie where it was from the 80s where they had the pods and they put them in the pool and the old people swam in the pool and it kept them young. I just remember that Wilford Brimley was in it, but I don't remember the name. Yes. Cocoon. 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 Yeah. Okay. So I was in what looked like one of those cocoons, only it was like shiny white, not fuzzy brown. So I got into this pod and this pod had 10 inches of water in it. And it was body temperature, so it was like 98, 99 degrees. And it had four times as much salt as the Dead Sea. So you can't not float. So after this hour massage, I went in this other room, I showered off, and I got in this pod. And I closed the lid, and there's this blue light on. And I laid back, and I was like, okay, I'm floating. Because normally I sink like a rock. Like even when we lived in Hawaii and I got in the ocean, I still sunk like a rock. You can't not float. There's so much salt in this water. And then I pushed a little button and it was darkness. It was like darker than the inside of a cow. It was so dark. And I floated there for an hour. I have questions. Okay. Is darker than the inside of a cow a saying? Um, I heard it the first time I went to Canada um, with Jeremy's cousins, Canadian cousins. So maybe it's a Canadianism. I thought you were going to say darker than the inside of a tauntaun. Oh, that you, you would have understood that one more. <laughs> that one, I'm like, oh yeah, people say that all the time. <laughs> um, so what do you do in there? I literally floated. I did nothing. Um, For how long? One hour. Really? Which you would think, yeah, you would think that it would be boring. And I think for a moment, like maybe halfway through, I was like, okay, I could be checking my email right now or like what's going on on Instagram. Um, but I... It's like sensory deprivation, really. You can feel where your body is in the water and where it's not in the water, but the temperature is exactly the same. So it's a really odd sensation. Like you feel wet, you feel dry, but it's all the same temperature. So it's not like where your skin is exposed to the air. It's colder. Like you don't get goosebumps or anything. It was it was really, really relaxing. Is that the point just to relax? Yeah, um, you know, do some research on it. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole spiel, but it's basically like for people with anxiety or for people who just get really stressed out. It's like that time to just shut your brain off. 
And I don't shut my brain off ever. I I really don't think that it's possible. Um, And so I started thinking about my book and I started thinking about my main character and what she's going through. And mom keeps telling me, dig deeper, dig deeper, dig deeper into her feelings. So that's not so surface like Casey feels this. Now Casey feels that. Um, So I was trying to like put myself in her shoes and like feel the emotions of what she would be feeling at that point in the book. And I think it really helped. Um, You know, I'm not going to pay 60 bucks every week to go and figure out how Casey's feeling, but it was a really good experience and I got zero writing done. Okay. So that was Monday. Tuesday. It could be worth it though. Like 60 bucks a week to to figure out her feelings. Maybe. I mean, I can do that on my couch. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was just a really cool experience. And if any of our listeners, if you have anything like that, I think there's a place in Cleveland. Do you remember the salt room we went to in London? Yes. I'm pretty sure there's a salt room in London. And I wonder if they do floats now because that's like becoming a new thing. It's in the same plaza as the Moe's Southwest Grill that I go to. Oh, you should totally. if they, okay. You should go look and see if they have float and try it and see if you like it. Uh, um. Okay. <laughs> Don't, you should do it. Don't, don't expect me to report back on that anytime soon, but okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so Tuesday I taught six to seven, um, took key into the pulmonologist for those nodules they found, um, drove all the way out there. It was like 35 minutes, sat in the waiting room for another 30 minutes, sat in the little room for another 20 minutes for the doctor to come in and say, what are you here for? And I said, nodules were found on his x-rays. And he goes, oh yeah, they're fine. That's, a, that's great. <laughs> Couldn't even do that over the phone. You'd think, but then the doctor couldn't like bill the insurance company, I guess. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's fair. It's all about the money. Um, I took him to school and I worked on draft two for about four hours and then he had basketball practice after school. So that was the end of that. Wednesday, I taught from four to four 30 and then I went back to bed and then I got up to teach again from five 30 to seven. And by this time, the lack of sleep starts catching up with me. Wednesdays are a little rough for me. Um, I slept a lot that day, probably more than I should have, but I just could not get the fog to leave my brain. Um, I worked on draft two in the afternoon. I was going to go to the theater to see White Christmas. Remember last week I talked about how they do the flashback cinema? Um, I skipped it. I slept. Um, Thursday, I taught 4 to 4.30 and then again from 6 to 7. Um, I worked about five hours on draft two. Wait, what do, you Friday, get done in that, what do you get done in that five hours? What's that? What do you get done during that five hours? It really just depends. Like I was working on chapter 14 um, this past week, 13 and 14, 14 mostly. Um, but it just depends because I'm trying to dig deep into her feelings. And it takes me a long time to do these these revisions, a really long time, because I don't want to send mom junk. You know, I want to send her something where she doesn't have to say, no, I need more. You know, I want it to be there already. Um, so I do spend a lot of time. I didn't finish chapter 14 that day, even in that five hours. Um, and I, you know, I was so bad at writing when I first wrote the story anyway, that I'm sort of rewriting the book. Like the content is there, but I'm kind of rewriting it. Yeah, I did the same thing. And ho- yeah, hopefully I won't have to do that, um, you know, on the next books that I write because I'll have some more knowledge. Um, Friday I taught from three to seven, which is really, really early. Um, and then I went Christmas shopping with Anna all day. So normally on Friday, if I teach three to seven, I'm going to take or get key into school and then I'm going to sleep for a couple of hours. Cause I literally have to get up at two 30 in the morning. Um, and then teach until it's time for Kian to get up and go to school. But instead I went shopping with Anna all day long. I got home just in time for Kian to get off the bus grabbed him, went to the post office to mail a box to Jeremy. And then I opened up a PO box, which I'm pretty excited about. I have a question for you. Okay. Do I put that address on my website? No, the only place I put I, it was in MailerLite. I didn't put it. I, I, I'm not really advertising that as a place that people can send me stuff. I don't know why anybody would want to. It's Well, you know, when I, when I publish my books and people want to send me like fan art, well, that's more going to. They need a place to send. It. I think that's going to be more email related, um, and I, I I don't know the rules there. Well, I don't. It's not a rule. You can do what you want. Maybe in the contact information, you could put, um, you know. I was thinking like in the footer. Oh yeah, you could. Yeah, you could put something like that. It's up to you. I don't. I don't think. I'm just thinking like Jenna Moresi. She does all these unboxings because people send her stuff. Right, but she's also really, really stuff. famous. I'm going to be famous like her. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, but in, in, in that case, I would say that if you wanted, if you, if it got to a point where you thought to yourself, okay, 
people could potentially send me stuff, then yeah, there's no reason why you wouldn't publish where to send it to you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I, there's nothing that says you can't. I, I plan on not okay. doing that because I don't want people to actually really talk to me at all. <laughs> you just want them to read your book and leave you alone. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Saturday, key and kick butt at basketball. Um, I wrapped presents. Um, well, all the presents except for the ones for the kids. I'm going to do that today. Um, I also did the laundry and cleaned the house. I worked a little bit on draft two. Um, I'm almost done with chapter 15, um, which is halfway through the book. I have 30 chapters. So I'm almost halfway done with what I need to send to mom. I might combine chapters 14 and 15. I'm not really sure yet. I think I'm going to wait until after mom reads them and kind of get her opinion on it. Kind of deals with the same subject. And chapter 14 is really short, like 1200 words. So um, I'm not, I'm not super sure about what I'm going to do there. What was that look? You just gave me a look. That doesn't, look, that doesn't sound really short at all. A lot of my chapters are like 1200 words or like 900 or a thousand. Oh, mine so are my, usually my, like 2000 to 3500. Oh, my short chapters are like six or 700. I don't have very many of those, but I'll have a few of those. Yeah. And my long chapters are usually like 5,200. I think I have a 6,000 word chapter in book one. But for the most part, mine are between 1,000 and 2,000. Yeah. I think after mom looks at it, though, I'll have a better idea because in the in chapter 14, Casey goes from one extreme feeling to the complete opposite. And so I need to make sure I have enough in there to make that believable and incorrect so and then today uh, you know podcasts i need to clean the stupid fish tanks and i need to finish chapter 15 and i need to finish wrapping presents i think i'm 50 50 right now on whether you're actually going to clean the fish tanks i think i'm 50 50 on it too yeah it sounds about right so <laughs> I'll let you my, know next week. what's that i'll let you know next week yeah so my um my week was i'm, I'm getting to the point this is the part of the year where over the next three weeks writing will be um, not as um, disciplined as normal because of what's going on at work and the fact that I have a bunch of days off and I just have to kind of push through it and make it work. Um, <clears throat> this week is the first week where that happens. I'm sorry, last week was the first week where that happened where Monday I wrote at lunch, um, but I, only, I didn't get two hours like normal. I only got about 90 minutes and it's this has been happening a lot lately where five minutes before I'm going to leave for lunch, my phone rings and it's some problem that I have to solve. It's like, I'll go the whole morning without getting any phone calls. And then, and this happened 1055, got any uh, Skype. I need you to call me. So I call and I have to work 25 minutes on an error and it's a pain. Mm. Um, Tuesday, I also worked at, I wrote at lunch. Uh, Monday night I did yoga. Tuesday I wrote at lunch and then I had plans Monday, uh, Tuesday night, which was two straight days now of getting home late. Um, Wednesday we played games at lunch, but I bowled that night. And, and so during the last three months because of fantasy football, I'd spent a lot of time at bowling doing some fantasy football stuff that had to be done on Wednesdays. Well, that's kind of winding down also. So I had a really good two hours um, at, before bowling, just sitting in a bowling alley off to the side. There's no one bowling in front of me. I'm at this high table. They have an amazing like panini style restaurant bar that you go order and then they ask what you lane you're on and then they just bring it to you. It's great. That's awesome. It really is. Um, and so that was good. Um, Thursday, so Wednesday night at Bold, I get home till late. Thursday, I did yoga and lunch, had my writer's club in the evening. I actually wanted to read chapter one of my second book in writer's club. And eat, and I even left it early from work so I could get home and print everything. And because of traffic, I got home at 525 and writer's club is at 530. So I did not have time to print anything. But I'm really glad that I didn't because um, – Along with the stories that we're getting every month from people, there are two new ones that were really good. Um, there was a horror that uh, this kid Alex read the first chapter, and it was – he's essentially in the same stage that you are now and that I was a year ago or two years ago mm -hmm. where I had no idea what Show Don't Tell was. Mm -hmm. So he's going to have to – I actually ran home because you know it's right across the street. I ran mm -hmm. home and grabbed that Show Don't Tell book by Janice Hardy and uh -huh. took it back to him and just said, here, take this and read it give it back to me whenever um, yeah. it's a really good story like the chapter he re read was really good and then um there's a woman there named kim who's writing kind of this uh kind of true life memoir and the chapter she read was really like good um it was based on a true story i'm not going to get into because i don't know how much she wants to actually me to say out loud because it's personal but um it was like the most vivid best descriptive chapter she's read so far and it was wow, really nice. good remind me to tell you afterwards it's really yeah. good so um, 
So that's good. Yeah, because I'm excited I mean, to get their their feedback from when I was there in October. Yeah, I put I put it in the mail yesterday. Okay, um, good. You, uh, Michaela gave me the one back that she did, so I put it in the mail. I folded it up and threw it in an envelope yesterday. So you should get it Monday or Tuesday. Okay. Um, and and I got to be honest with you. I mean, that's I, I that writers club. Even though it's like I walk in there and it's a bunch of genres I don't read, and it's you know people I don't know at first. That that, that was kind of tough. Um, that was the first time I ever got feedback on my writing was from them. I mean, I, I read it to them before I even said anything to the mom and, mm-hmm. um, and it was really cool when they actually liked it. Um, obviously <laughs> there were problems with it in terms of the, the writing, but the actual story, they liked it. They, it was like the first time that I really had confidence that I could actually be a writer. Um, so if you're not in a writer's club and you're looking for comp, you have to go out and f- you don't have to, you should go out and find one. I mean, there was the only reason I found mine was because I was checking out a movie at the library and they just had a flyer right by the desk that just said writer's club. And I grabbed it and I didn't go for like three months after I grabbed the flyer, but I just decided to go one day. And, um, and now some of those people, I go over to their house every, every month and play Dungeons and Dragons style games. And we go to movies and, and they come here and, and play board games and it's, yeah, it's a good time. So I, I would definitely suggest if you can find a writer's club in your area, you should go to it. You don't even have to read anything. Just sit the first couple times and just listen to everybody else. Um, it's really fun. I was looking for one around here. Um, I, and I did find a couple, but they're all people that are not in my age range. And they're also all Christian fiction. And I don't think my contemporary romance is going to fit into their uh, group very well. So I have to keep looking, keep looking. That's, that's strange that they're all, they must've known each other ahead of time and decided really to form a group. No that's idea. weird. Cause like my writer's club is uh, a guy in his late, in his mid seventies who every now and then just brings in the first chapter of something he'd write. And then I'll say, you need to write the next chapter. And then he doesn't, um, two people in there. <laughs> he's the one that was surprised that he liked my prologue. Yes. He, yeah. Cause he's not a romance guy at all. No, um, not at all. <laughs> there's three or four people that are in their mid twenties to mid thirties who are writing. One of them is writing, um, oh golly, like a, a f- fantasy werewolf, um, that kind of thing, uh, vampire, the whole deal. Um, one of them is, I believe, in her early twenties, and she's writing kind of a fun science fiction. Um, you know, there's just all these different styles of people and. Again, it's not stuff that I would normally read, but it's fun to hear them read and, and critique yeah. them and get their critiques. So, yeah, I would yeah you, I would suggest trying keep keep looking. Yeah. yeah. Um, Friday, so Thursday night I had the writers' club, so that's four straight days now of getting up at five a.m. and not getting home until at least seven thirty, and on a couple of the nights not getting home until after nine thirty, and. The same way that you were having sleep issues on Wednesday, on Thursdays every week I have these same issues because of getting up so early. And um, so I was so happy on Friday to have a vacation day. I really love this occasional Friday vacation day that I take or, you know, we have flex time. So if I work enough hours in the first nine days of a two-week period on the 10th day, I can take it off. Or if I worked enough hours during the first four days of the week, I can leave at noon on, on Friday and I really love having that day off because I can just get so much stuff done that I don't want to do on the weekends. Like, you know, I did the same thing. I got my PO box all set up. Um, I started working on my website. I took a really nice nap. Oh, I love a nice nap. Mm. Nice naps are good. It's so good. I spent a couple hours at Chick-fil-A confusing the people who work there. Um, The one woman walked around the one day at one point and I said, I might come in tomorrow too. And she goes, oh yeah, today's not Saturday. She said, I saw you here and assumed it was Saturday. And I'm like, well, if I wouldn't have said anything, would you have thought tomorrow was Sunday? And she said she wasn't sure. Um, Didn't Jim do that to Dwight once? Yeah, in fact, the office is on my TV right now. Um, <laughs> I always have to work in an office office reference. Um, so uh, that was Friday. And then I, I started working on my website Friday night, and I'm updating the books page, and I, I was having trouble with something. Um, I, I couldn't get one of my books to show up. I wanted my pages to show up, and I couldn't figure out why. So I fired off an email to Caro and just said, hey, I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong here. Can you help me out? I never deleted her login, so she's able to just log in to the website still. And the next morning, I had not only an email from her, but a video from her. It's amazing that she does this. She doesn't like try to write directions in an email, one, do this. She just makes a one-minute video that says, oh, here's what you did wrong, and I fixed it, and now you should be good to go. And it all made sense, and now I know how to do it going forward, which is great. Um, So I also put together a – uh, an email to my now that I had a PO box, I was ready to send an email out to my subscribers where I wanted to do a few things. Number one, I wanted to introduce the fact that I have a new website. 
Uh, and number two, I wanted to tell people that I was in Kindle Unlimited. So if people hadn't bought my book, um, now now they could go, if they're in Kindle Unlimited, they could actually go and um, just download it for free and read it. So I wanted to get that out there with the hope of getting some page reads. Um, I also mentioned you and your website. Um, I'll get to my subscribers here in, a, in the news section, which is coming up here in a second. Um, but I had a lot more subscribers to send this email to than I have had in the past. And I even had a lot more than I had last week at this point. So, cause I, yeah, I, I was going to say your third point in that email was my favorite point. Cause you talked about me. Sure. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> three points. One and two were about me and the third one was about you. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and then today, you know, it's always up in the air what I'm going to do today. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the podcast now, obviously, cause we're sitting in front of microphones and I can see you talking. talking and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> but afterwards, I think, so I'm a bit superstitious. Um, I'm a lot superstitious actually. And for whatever reason, over the last couple of years, when You're I- You're not just a little stitious? No, I'm, I'm superstitious. Um, that's funny. I'm, I like the word little stitious, by the way. Um, so it always seems like I do better in my fantasy football leagues when I'm not watching the games. And with the Browns being as disappointing as they are yet again for about the 25th straight year, uh, and that's not an exaggeration, um, <laughs> I, I'm again, I've pulled back on football the last couple of months. My guess is if they were a better team, I wouldn't have pulled back because- you know, it's just, it's hard to watch sometimes and other games I don't care about because then they mention that the Browns are losing and I don't want to deal with that either. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just struggle to deal with it. I can deal with a lot of things, but for some reason with the Browns losing, I just struggled. I don't want to hear people talk about it. So maybe you need medicated during football season. Um, maybe, I mean, I drink You're a lot of struggling sugar to deal with things. Yeah. It's my anxiety is the Browns <laughs> yeah. have like families and money and things. They I just worry about the Browns. <laughs> um, so, so I may end up leaving today after we're done, after I know the injury situation so I can get my lineups turned in correctly. And then right about one o'clock, I might just go to hothead burrito and sit for five hours. Like I did six or seven weeks ago where I had a really good day and then come home in the middle of the afternoon. And I think the Browns are on at four 30 today. So they would be that maybe around the second half, just come home and, and throw it on and see what's going on. So that's kind of what my Sunday is looking like so far, but you never know. I could end up sitting around on my couch all day doing nothing. Who knows? So, that's a good day too. Yeah, it really is a good day. Um, in terms of the news, really what I'm doing now, what I'm concentrating on the most is getting myself set up for 2020 um, with a lot of different things. For example, the debt repayment plan. Um, as I said last week, I'm down to just three items. I made my first payment on Friday on my credit card, uh, which is good. And I also worked out based on how much I owe and how much comes off my car every month, comes off the principal every month, that I should have my credit card and my car paid off by June and my car paid off in August, early August. And that would leave me with um, just the house by the time the, my August paycheck rolled around. So yeah, that's really nice. good. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Um, I was looking at like my monthly stuff on, on how much money I'll have after my paycheck in, in September so that I know how much I can start putting on my house. So that's exciting. Um, I was looking at fi some financial software over the last couple days. Um, QuickBooks being the one I'm looking at the most, but the thing about QuickBooks is the thing that bugs me with Adobe and office is they're all switching to these monthly subscriptions. And I hate that. Um, just let me pay, pay $199 for the stupid program, throw it on my desktop and just be happy. Um, I think yeah. it does have a version of that, but it, I think it's different from the, the web version. And it's also, I think it's $249 actually. And it's also $249. It's a lot of money for a program. Even if it's something you're going to use for a ton in, of years, it still just seems like a, a ton of, of money to spend at one time. So I was looking at another one called wave, which is free and it's a web app. It's, it's a, I don't know if there's, I, I don't know if there's an app for your phone or not, but it's a web app. Um, and I was looking at it, trying to figure out why it was free. It's free basically for personal and like, uh, like me as a single individual business use use. Yeah. But when you get into like payroll and stuff like that, that's when you start paying. Um, so I wouldn't need that. I would just need the free version. And then I remembered that, um, during, uh, 20 books, Vegas, Joe Solari did his business one one course. And he just said, Hey, um, um, if you guys have trouble, call me. I'll set up a half an hour phone call with you. So I actually emailed him last night and said, hey, here's where I'm at. I'm setting up for 2020. What business software would you suggest I use? And also, I don't know if I have any questions for you right now, but is that phone call still something that I can do? So I didn't set up a phone call, but he did email me back this morning and said, wave, that's the one you want to use. So I set it up this morning and imported, I kind of connected my, uh, my, my author bank account to it and it brought in the transactions and 
and I already can tell that I'm going to hate doing this. Um, is this something that you yeah. want to do? Like you like this? Because you're a finance major, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it is it is something that I like to do, but I am a very busy girl and um, I'm going to hate that I have to do it for myself. So okay, I'm just I do it for our household and I have lots of spreadsheets and, and I do enjoy that. But when it comes to stuff like this with, you know, taxes and blah, blah, blah. So I, I am actually okay. Like I have my Excel spreadsheet that you set up for me about 10, 12 years ago. I have that and I've added a bunch of new tabs. I mean, I, I have it open 24 seven. If I look at right, right now, I have my personal one at the bottom of the screen. I have my whole 2020 projected budget. I have my author, author registry, which is ba- basically like a checkbook where I just type right in all the stuff that came in. I have it for my author account, my credit card and my personal account and cash. I mean, I have everything in there and I don't mind doing it in Excel yeah. to do it on the app, like going in and having to like use their terms and, and go. To- I'm, I'm probably just going to do my accounting on Excel. Like I say that now uh, and maybe that'll change, but I know Excel, I know how to do the formulas and the calculations. And did I send you the spreadsheet for the time value of money? Like if you want to see when your car is going to be paid off or when your credit card is going to be paid off, did I send you that one? No, but I do have, I have a website where you can do that. You can put in the the balance, the interest, and the pay- monthly payment, and it'll calculate for you how much how much you're spending. And then I just determine, I just divide it by how much I'm paying a month for when it's going to be paid. Out. Oh, okay. So it's probably not exact, oh. but it's pretty close. So, yeah. um, so that's anyway. that's what I use. Um, yeah, I don't know of any business person who enjoys doing their own accounting. It's just awful. Yeah, and I like numbers, and I like looking at my money. But it's the stuff where you have to put in. Okay, this was an expense. Here's the receipt. Like I do, I do. Um, um, expense reports at work maybe once every couple months and it takes about five minutes and I hate doing it. So, yeah. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to use this wave. I'm just going to kill this account. I'm going to keep doing it in Excel like I have been. And if it becomes too much, like let's say I start selling tons and tons of books and I've got a bunch of expenses, then maybe I'll look into something. But right now it's just, it, it was just awful. I, I hated it. Yeah. That's my plan too. Um, so I, I, okay. So this is the thing I want to talk about with my mailing list. Um, I learned something in about story origin that I didn't know. I talked, we talked the last couple of weeks, both of us have talked the last couple of weeks about those unconfirmed emails in MailerLite. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so when I did my, um, book funnel promo, uh, I connected my MailerLite account right to it. So anytime somebody would sign up on book funnel, it, it would go right into my MailerLite. Well, story origin wasn't doing that. What Story Origin did is they actually collected the subscribers on their own. And every time I would log, log into Story Origin, at the top, I would see subscriber count. Like right now, it says 108. And I would be like, oh, that's weird. And then I would go to my Light and I would be up a little bit. I'd be, oh, they must have come from Story Origin. They just haven't confirmed. But on Wednesday, I was literally sitting at the bowling alley on Wednesday looking at my phone, thinking to myself, well, why do I have 108 there, but I don't have that many in MailerLite that came from there? So then what I did was I downloaded the subscriber count. Now, if you if you click on subscribers in Story Origin, it actually has a, a line for each one and it says consent received, yes, email confirmed, yes. So I think what Story Origin does is they actually send out their own confirmation emails and then when the person wants to actually download the book, they have to confirm. So they, they have their mm-hmm. own confirmation. So in my opinion, these are just as good as MailerLite sending out that second email confirming. So I downloaded the CSV, I just clicked download CSV, I went over to my MailerLite and I imported it, those subscribers in, and my email list went from 214 to 274. Wow, nice. So now I have 274. Actually, now I have 273 because I my email went out this morning to 274 people, and somebody must have unsubscribed, the bastard, must have unsubscribed <laughs> after I sent him the email. Um, salty so, much? What's that? <laughs> salty much? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah, both of us are apparently salty this week. Um <laughs> So I'm at 273 right now, and I'm really, really happy about that. Um, and I, I actually signed up now to to do a prolific works promo. Uh, I started paying for them yesterday. It's $20 a month, which I hate. That's way too much. Um, but they've been around for a long time. They used to call, be called Insta Freebie back in the day. And they're even though BookFunnel is the best one out there, in my opinion, um, Prolific Works is the one that's been around there for the longest. And my guess is they have a lot of email subscribers. So when this promo that I signed up for is goes out, it starts January 1st. Um, I'm guessing it's going to go to a lot of people. There's also 93 books currently in this one. And this kind of reminds me of 
the one I did with Story Origin, where there was tons and tons of books. And my concern was, okay, that's good because that means there's 93 people are going to send stuff out to their newsletter. But when people go to that page, they're not going to download every single book. Now, there might be a few people that do it, but they're not going to download every single book. So I'm going to get more eyes on that page. The question is, will I get more people to download my book or not? I I don't know. And this one also runs from January 1st to March 30th. It goes for the whole quarter, um, which is kind of cool. Maybe that means if we send out enough emails, like I'll send out maybe an email a month, maybe four emails over six months, three months, something like that, five over three months to where maybe those people that didn't look at all the books the first time will go back a month later and look at the rest of them, something like that. So Mm. I'm hoping it works out. Now, here's the question though. I was listening to Lindsay Baroker yesterday. She was interviewed on Mark Dawson's podcast. And those are two of my favorite people in the indie world. Um, I've been happy to meet both of them. Lindsay and I have talked many times. Um, She talked about the idea of dedicated fans And these people here are not necessarily dedicated fans. These are people who signed up to get free books. So what I have to try to figure out what to, how to do is now turn them into dedicated fans who will not unsubscribe, who will then, when you have a new release, maybe there's a chance they'll go download it or buy it. And the only way that I can think of doing that right now is with my newsletters. Um, I, I, not the, uh, I don't want to sound cocky, but I do feel like I'm somewhat entertaining and funny. So my hope is that if I can do my newsletters right, where people actually look forward to them and want to open them, then maybe I can turn those people into people who not only look forward to my newsletter, but then when they get it, they'll buy or download the book. So uh, I'm going to try to, I think I mentioned last week, I want to try to send one email per month in 2020. I think I talked about doing it on the, on the weekend after the writer's club. That's how I know it would be steady every single month. But now I'm starting to think maybe I should send two um, and, and really um, talk about myself in it, try to make myself interesting as a mm-hmm. people want to read about. There are some things going on in my life right now I wish I could talk about because in my opinion, <laughs> those are interesting, but I unfortunately can't well, talk about it. Well, it's a Hallmark movie. Yeah, exactly. I can't talk about that. So, But I want to find something. I want to figure something out to where um, people will look forward to and want to open my emails every month or twice a month whenever I do it. I don't know what that is yet. So um, in terms of 2020, uh, setting myself up, um, I want to get on some kind of an email schedule to to so people expect it. I also, I didn't put this in the outline, but it just hit me. I also want to do, I also want to get that, um, what's it called? Oh, shoot. I should have thought about this ahead of time because then what's the website that you subscribe to? Hold on. I have to look at my bills. It's, it's, I'm so old. Uh, uh, Patreon. Patreon. Oh. I want, I have a Patreon page that's created, but not live anywhere. I can't imagine that anybody would want to go to it right now because no one knows who I am. But I, I think I just want to set up a dollar a month. Um, thing. And all I want the reward to be is if you subscribe for a dollar a month, anytime I release something, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you in ebook form. So you don't have to buy it. But if you pay me a dollar a month on Patreon, I'll send it to you when it's released. You know, the thing about that is you don't want people to sign up and then get your free book and then, and then just leave. Go away. And then yeah. Maybe three months later, do it again. But I think you're going to have that. And I think it's something you have to deal with um, as something that just happens. So I may look into doing that in the next three weeks because I have a lot of days off. So um, so anyway, that's, that's where I am with setting up for 2020. One couple of, um, updates from the last couple of weeks. Last week I talked about categories and how I sent an email to Amazon, how I wanted to be in more categories. Uh, and they responded immediately. They responded within, uh, that day. I think they responded the next morning. I think I did it on Saturday and they responded Sunday morning or Friday. They responded Saturday morning, something like that. She said it would take, um, I think up to 72 hours. I go to it right now. I'm a week later. I can't tell if I'm in any more categories or not. They always show just so three at the bottom of the page. Um, mm-hmm. And then that, that website that I went to that showed you the categories were in, they're just showing the same five I was in before. Um, that's that BKLNK. It's book link without the vowels, BKLNK.com. Put in your mm-hmm. ASIN number and it'll show you the categories you're in. Uh, I heard about that on a podcast and I don't remember which one. I think it was the, the, the Selma book show. They talked about it two weeks ago. So, um, so I don't know what's going on there. I hope that that gets changed. Uh, I'd like that to be ready for January 1st also. And then advertising, um, I'm having some advertising numbers here and they're, they're interesting to me. I'm getting clicks, which I hadn't been doing, doing in the past. I've kind of tailored my, my text a little bit, trying to make it more appealing to people to click. Um, let me just real quick say that I have 17,580 impressions on the seven ads I care about. 
Um, I have a total of 18 clicks, which is one every just under a thousand. I think that's the number that I'm trying to hit right now is one click every thousand. I'd like to get that down, obviously. But in terms of like what I'm trying to do, that's what I'm trying to do. I've spent five dollars and sixty three cents. I've got one sale from it so far that's made three ninety nine. So I haven't. So I'm still paying more than I'm you know getting back. But uh, I'm still working on that. I'm still trying to tailor the the ads. For example, yesterday I tried to create a time travel ad. And I changed my text on the ad to just be time travel related. Why would it, somebody reading that ad care so much about dystopian? Um, unfortunately, when I tried to create it, I got an error when I created it. And this has been happening to me a lot the last two weeks where I'll try to create an ad and I'll get an Amazon error and I can't figure out why. People say clear your cookies. I hate that. Um, I hate having to clear my cookies every time I want to do something on the internet. I like my cookies. I like being logged into sites that I'm logged into. I, I like uh, all that stuff. So. Um, so that's an issue right now, but once I can get that past that, I'm going to create a dystopian ad with just dystopian text, um, to try to get people to click. I want more clicks. Uh, right now I'm at one sale for every 18 clicks, which is way too low. Um, you know, I want to be below one in 10 on the one ad that got me the sale. I'm at exactly one in 10. So, uh, I'm still working through all of that, but my ad numbers are actually getting better, which makes me happy. Um, I feel like I'm slowly learning how to do this. So. I believe that's all I have in terms of news for this week. Um, do you have anything? Uh, yeah. So the new author podcast stuff, uh, the merchandise was delivered. Actually, maybe not everybody got theirs. Um, I got the bulk of my stuff um, yesterday. I'm expecting one more package today, and that is the item for our uh, giveaway winner. So that'll be here today. I'm going to get that boxed up and um, along with the the mug and get that out tomorrow. Um, so that's pretty exciting. I love all the stuff. It, I haven't seen the polo, um, so I don't know. Is it, did you, you got the polo? Yeah, see, that there was that whole issue with the design that I just wasn't sure about. Um, yeah, I got one here. So How do you it, like it? It has this on the front, the new other yeah. podcast logo. But on the back, yeah. it does have the giant image. Oh, they yeah. were supposed to take that off. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I don't like that at all. And I talked to them about that. I'm going to have to message them um, because they, they, I have the email that said that they were going to take that off. So I'll, I'll get with them on that. Anybody who ordered a polo, I'm so sorry. I will see if I can get this remedied and maybe um, get some new polos sent out that are correct. Um, but I do, some of the items that I, that I bought um, are Christmas gifts and those are wrapped in under the tree. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I'm up to 47 confirmed subscribers. So that's and exciting. I have, yeah. I have three unconfirmed, two of them. I know who they are. Um, and the other one, I have no idea. They just subscribed yesterday morning. Um, about, it was about 24 hours ago, actually. Uh, so hopefully those three people will confirm. Um, I'm learning that, that people aren't, I think we talked about this last week, but I'm learning that people aren't with, they don't handle their email the same way that like maybe I handle mine and me. I don't know if you're the same way as me where I've got my phone. So, you know, so anytime I do anything, when an email comes in, I almost always see it immediately. And I'm yeah. thinking that people aren't like that. Yeah. I don't think everybody gets notifications on their phone, but also I'm wondering if the confirmation emails, if they're not going to their inbox, if they're going into spam or I know a friend of mine, um, she has Gmail and I was just looking at my Gmail to see, oh, it goes into her promote. It goes into her promotions file. So like she has to click on categories and then click on promotions to even see the email. So I, maybe these people who aren't confirming it's because they're not seeing them. Right. And I know Kara talked about, uh, putting a, uh, something on your website that talks about how to whitelist people or whitelist your yeah. email address so that when they get it, it goes into their inbox. But I, I, I don't know if that's, I mean, obviously you can't put that in the email cause they're not seeing the email. So you right. put it on the page somewhere and I'm not really sure where, where to do that. Where, yeah, where they're going to actually take the time to read it because usually you're going to see subscribe now, hit the button and move on. You're not going to read any of the fine print. So I don't know. I, I, the the two people that I know, I sent them a quick message and just said, hey, check your box because you haven't confirmed. This other person that um, just subscribed yesterday, I have I have no idea. I can't tell by, maybe I know them, but I can't tell by their email who they are. Um, so hopefully they'll go and find it um, because this week my cover artist is going to build my cover. Yay. 
Yeah, I'm, I know I don't sound like it, but I am really excited for a cover. A cover that has my name on it. Yeah, not mine. Not yours. Um, and also um, in news, my daughter's coming home in 10 days, and she gets to stay for a whole week. So I'm super excited about that. One of her Christmas presents is a tattoo. She's never had a tattoo, and she wants one. And the tattoo that she wants is real. It's small, and it's it's really cute. Um, and I told her, I said, well, I'll pay for it, and that'll just be part of your Christmas. So that's happening. We have the we have the day scheduled. I did text her on Friday morning and said, hey, what what are you doing for Christmas? Are you going to Georgia? Are you coming here? And she said, well, I'm, I'm going to be with my mom. And I wrote back and said, oh, I guess she's more important than me, I, I guess. <laughs> Maybe don't ask her that because you're like the coolest uncle. So <laughs> true. Um, so that's all of my news this week, though. Um, Monday, I teach from four to seven. There's a Boy Scouts Christmas party in the evening. I have a few errands around. I need to pick up Oz's dog food. He's on that prescription food for all of his old man medical issues. I also have to pick up Kian's ADHD meds, um, but I'll have a few hours to write at some point. Um, Tuesday, I only have two classes from six to seven and Kean has basketball practice after school. So I should, should have most of the day to write, uh, Wednesday I teach at four and then again from five thirty to seven, um, I'm going to take a nap after Kean goes to school that day. Well, I, I see on here that it says you're going to go to the theater. Oh yeah. So it's that flashback, um, flashback. I forget what they call it. Flashback cinema or something like that. Um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation so is playing. So you can skip that and sleep? I'm going to – no, no. Okay. I'm definitely going to go this week because I love that movie. And I've I've purposely not watched it yet this Christmas season because I wanted to see it on the big screen the first time this season. I've watched it like a hundred times already. I, you know, the only Christmas movie I've watched so far is Love Actually, and that was the day after Thanksgiving. I haven't watched anything else. So yeah, I'm going to teach and then take a nap and then um, I'm going to go to the theater. I have to clean the house because I have some visitors coming um, on Thursday. So I may or may not write on Wednesday. It just depends. Um, Thursday, I teach at four and then again from six to seven. Kian has running club after school, but I'm getting Anna's kids off the bus that day. So I won't have that extra time, um, which is fine. Um, and then Megan and her boyfriend and his oldest daughter is coming sometime on Thursday. I should be able to write during the day. Um, that's my goal. I need to really carve out some time. Uh, Friday, I teach from 3 to 4.30 and then again 6 to 7. Um, Megan family will be here. I'll definitely need to take a nap because I have to get up at 2.30 that morning. And Kian only has a half a day because then Christmas break starts. So I'm not sure if I'll get any writing done on Friday. Um, Saturday, Keen has a basketball game. Megan and her family are going to be here most of the day, but then they're heading up to Atlanta for a concert. Um, and while they're at the concert, I'm going to a Christmas party with the neighborhood ladies. Um, I'm not sure about writing with having guests here, you know, it's, it's ne it's never guaranteed. Um, and then Sunday, Megan heads home. I'm going to do laundry and do the podcast and hopefully catch up on any writing that I didn't get done during the week. So my week is just as tricky as yours. Um, again, it's because we're end of the year. There's really three full weeks left or three, two and a half full weeks left this year. Uh, and then, you know, three weeks of all the stuff coming up. So um, this week, Monday will be a normal day. I should get a two hour lunch. I'll do yoga in the evening. I'll be home late, but that's how my Mondays are. Um, Tuesday though, we have a kind of a work potluck Christmas lunch type thing, but I don't think I'm going to end up participating in it. Um, mostly because of the next three days and I want to get some writing in. And if I, if I don't do it Tuesday, that means I could potentially go, you know, a lot of days in a row without writing. So Wednesday we start this thing that we do every year in the IT department called pig out week. Um, it's usually four days. It's usually Monday through Thursday, but this year we're doing it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, because of everybody's schedule. Um, what happens is the first day, uh, the IT department, all of us get together and we buy lunch and then we all eat. Um, Thursday is the second day of pig out. The boss will actually buy Thursday and Friday's lunches. So we'll have, so really I won't be able to write during lunch Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but I should be able to get some writing in before bowling like normal. And then at bowling, we're having like this Christmas buffet. I didn't even know about it until last week. I found out that there's like this Christmas buffet. I'm excited about that. Um, Thursday, I'm, 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 what's that? <laughs> 
It's a lot of food, a lot of eating. It really is. That's why we call it Pig Out Week. Um, <laughs> Thursday, um, I'm going to do yoga at lunch. So even though I'm going to, um, I'm going to do Pig Out Week, I'm not going to do it until after I get done with yoga. Uh, or before, because usually the lunch gets there at like 1130 yoga doesn't start till 1210. Um, so, so that should be fine. Uh, Friday is the third day of pig out where I won't write. The boss is going to order from this place called Vittorio's that I love. Um, he orders this chicken every year and it's so good, but that's probably going to be Thursday. I'm hoping it's Friday so I can eat it while it's still hot, but that's probably going to be Thursday. So I'll have to heat it up, which is fine. I don't really care. Um, I usually make a plate, a giant plate of it and bring it home and eat it for dinner that night too. So it's, yeah, it's a good eating week this week. Um, Saturday I'll do Chick-fil-A in the morning. And then like normal, I'll just do whatever I do during the, during the day afterwards. A lot of it's writing stuff. I may end up going Christmas shopping. Me and a buddy go every year right around the week before Christmas, the weekend before Christmas. Um, so I'll probably end up doing that on Friday or Saturday, probably Saturday. Um, my Christmas shopping for the most part is finished, but I think I'm going to buy myself that Surface laptop next week. I think you should. Yeah. I really think you should. Oh, it's in my head. So it's going to happen. I really, really, really think you and should. And I'm hoping that there's some kind of a Christmas deal um, on on that day that I can get a nice little uh, 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 amount of money off of it. I saw an ad. I don't remember which store it was. It, it was like the 8, 8 megabyte, gigabyte, whatever those things are. It's 8. But it didn't seem big enough for you. Well, yeah, like, I, I want like- 16. Um yeah. It's RAM memory. I want 16 gigabytes of RAM. The problem is, is the one that's, that's $799, which is a really good price. Um, you have to buy the keyboard separate. They're like $150. I'm looking for a bundle. But the one that's $799 is 8 gigabyte RAM, 128 gigabyte hard drive. I don't really care about the hard drive because I do most of my stuff. I mean, I use a Chromebook for the last three years. I, I do most of my stuff online anyway, so it's not like I'm installing a whole lot of stuff on it. Yeah. But the RAM memory is the biggest. Eight gig is plenty to do what I'm doing right now. But I saw somebody use the term future proofing earlier this morning when I was reading about it. And I really like that term. I'm basically saying, okay, a year or two from now, I'm going to need more RAM than eight gig to run the applications that come out or run the websites yeah. that come out in two years. So it's better to get 16 because it may not be a big deal now, but in a year and a half, two years, it might be a big deal. So. Yeah. The problem is, is when you add six, when you make it 16 gig, it goes to 256 gigabyte hard drive. And now instead of 799, I'm at 1399 and that's expensive. I don't, I'm going to have to have a really good fantasy football playoff season in order to afford that. So we'll stop watching football. Exactly. Mr. Superstitious. Yeah. Um, and then Sunday next week, uh, obviously we'll do the podcast in the morning and then I have no idea. It'll be the final week of the fantasy football playoff next week. I'll desperately want to watch, but again, superstitious. So, um, so I don't know what I'm going to do next Sunday. Um, and that's it. That's my schedule. Nice. Um, any questions? I think the next couple of weeks are going to be a little a little wonky for both of us because of the holidays. So Yeah, I mean, the, the Christmas week, I only get two days. I get two days off of work. No, yeah, I get 24th and 25th off work. So I have 23, 26, and 27, but yoga will happen on the 26th. So I only have a couple days of actual normal workday writing and then the following week we get monday tuesday wednesday off and i'll do yoga on thursday so i have to figure out how to um navigate how to like on those days i get off like christmas eve right christmas eve's the 24th i don't have anything to do until christmas eve you know late that night yeah i may just if chick-fil-a is open or if somebody's open i might just go sit for a few hours and write and that'll be good that'll be more than i would normally get on a lunch day so, yeah. So, and then, yeah, the following week we get Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, Thursday's a yoga day. And then Friday, I mean, Friday, uh, um, what day would that, be? I guess people are coming to back to work on that, that week, that Friday, December 27th. Um, that is going to, I might be the only person in the building. That place is going to be dead. We have a hundred people in that building every day on, on a normal work day. And on Fridays now, because of flex scheduling, it's cut in half the 27th. Everybody's going to be on vacation. Um, yeah. So it's going to be, I might go. Well, maybe you come down with a stomach bug and just fly down here on the 24th and then go yeah. back on the 28th. I unfortunately see? have to be there. That's the problem. Um, uh, because the plants are going to be open and somebody needs to be there to fix things if things break because we can't shut the plants down. Um, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. See, if I don't go to Ohio for Christmas, I don't get to see anybody. I know. Well, Paris is the only one coming down. We have, we have Skype. Isn't that good enough? Sure. <laughs> so um, whatever. <laughs> so that's, the next few weeks are going to be, and I remember last year at this time, I took the, so we got Monday and Tuesday off for New Year's and then I took 
third, second, third, and fourth off. I had the whole week off. And I remember that Thursday, I had a great day. I went to Chick-fil-A in the morning, Barnes and Noble in the afternoon, got a ton done. And I was thinking about doing it this year where it would only take two days. It would only take two vacation days. But then I started adding up all my vacation days and I'm going to need three, two or three for Vegas in March, one for Vegas in August, five for when we go to 20 books Vegas in November. Um, mm-hmm. I want to do a cruise next summer. And we were just talking before the podcast about potentially coming down going down to your house at some point in the first four months, maybe five months of the year, depending on when Paris's spring break is. So yeah. When you guys are getting tired of the snow up there, I'm already tired of it. I can see a little bit right now in the driveway across the street and I'm already, Ew. I'm already tired of it. It's awful. Ew. Yeah. So. <laughs> hey, did we come under our hour and eight minutes? We're at 55 minutes right now. I feel like if we don't, if we keep, if we stop before the hour and eight minutes, She'll get to she'll she'll get to like five minutes from work and be like now I have to sit in silence for five minutes. Well, maybe you should at the end of the podcast add some Christmas music so that even though we're not talking, our podcast will still take her to her work. I don't think legally I'm allowed to do that. Unless, really? Unless it's in the public domain. Yeah, we can't play we can't play music. Um, back when I did the Big Brother podcast back in like 2008, we would start yeah. every podcast with. Um, a song and a movie clip that had to do with whatever happened on Big Brother that week. And yeah. about six episodes in, I got a message from one of the moderators who said, "You know, legally, you can't really do that. If you're going to keep doing that, you got to start. Me- you got to stop mentioning our website because it makes it really? like, yeah, it makes it sound like the website's doing the podcast, and then they could be sued by artists. Yeah." We just want people to be happy. We just want to lift their spirits when our podcast is over. Right. But let, me, not trying to let me just ask shape. you this. If you found out that your book was just being read on YouTube so that anyone could view, uh, view it, how would you feel? Well, that's different. It's exactly the same thing. No, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. You can't change my mind. <laughs> I could, If you want, I mean, I could like maybe sing Christmas songs that I make up on the spot. I just feel like if you did that for the last five minutes of her drive to work, and by her, we're talking about my friend Adrian. For anybody who wants to know out there, um, I feel like she would turn it off faster. So I thought you were going to say drive into an abutment. <laughs> I like your option better. She would save her ears, yes, true. not her, not risk her life. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about let's talk about this. Let's talk about the the way to contact us, and yes. maybe for the next. 10 minutes we can just talk about our contact info speaking of super boring (laughs) (laughs) so here okay so you can find me um again go to my fancy dancy new website jerryavanoff.com i'm making little changes to it here and there i'm getting the books page updated right now Um, i still haven't updated the about link i still want people to go there and tell me what they think and in fact in my um email that went out this morning i asked people to go check it out and and let me know what they think so we'll see if i get any emails um, it's the best about me I've ever read in my it's life. It's good. It really. I put a lot of work into it. Yeah. Um, the sad thing is, is, I'm not sure if it came that way or if I made the change, but I'm completely taking credit for it. I feel like you totally did that. It's the type of thing that I would do. It is definitely the type of thing you. You would can do. email me Jerry at jerryevanoff.com. Um, you can find me on Twitter at jerrye25 on Facebook. I'm jerrye25, I think, but you can search my name both places. On Instagram, I'm jerrye25. Are you noticing a pattern here? Um, it's like it's like you have this the same name so that you remember who you are. I created jerrye25 back in like when it, oh god, it's thirty years ago. Yeah, when when whenever AOL no well no it was after Prodigy because on Prodigy I was VHSR39C. I think you were VHSR39D. I have no yeah. idea. I know. Did I have one? Yeah, you did. You know. had one. Um, and it was VHSR 39. And then. Why do you remember that? It's always been in my head. I've always remembered VHSR 39C. In fact, I wanted to do personalized license plates with it. And I just never did. Uh, <laughs> but that seems a little bit more nerdy than what I am. Really? You think? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I created Jerry E25 because Jerry and then my last name and then I needed a number. I think you needed a number back then. And I just went with 25 because that was at, probably at the time when we created this in the early 90s when I created it, 25 was the, the number of Mark Price, my favorite basketball player of all time. And it just stuck. So I, I have a my, like my Yahoo address. I'll just throw it out there. It's Jerry E25 at yahoo.com. Um, that's not my Gmail address, so don't try that. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you Google Jerry E25 right now, 
I mean, everything you find, you'll find like my history on the internet. I'm not even afraid to say that on the podcast, unless you find something that's really bad and then it's obviously somebody else. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you could probably find all the writing I did about Big Brother if you just search Jerry E25 eventually. Uh, yeah, see, that's when you were practicing writing. Exactly. That's when I learned that people liked the, what, what I wrote. So yeah. Um, yeah, here's something that you don't know that no one knows. Um, I'm just going to put this out there. I was going to keep this a secret, but I'm going to put this out there. Something that I don't know? Yeah, something that you don't know, something the mom has been telling me to do for a long time that she doesn't know that I did. I did it like a month ago, but I'm going to put oh. it out there anyway. About three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I went in and created an acknowledgments and a about the author page for my book. So now if you were to order an ebook or a paperback, you would get it with an about the author and a, a nice like two pages of acknowledgments. Am I mentioned? Yeah. I think you're first. I think you're the first one I mentioned. What? Now I have to go buy another copy of your book. Exactly my point. <laughs> Things are working. <laughs> Maybe I'll just wait and look at Adrian's. Yeah, because I, I, the one I ordered, no, wait, no, the one I ordered was from before that. The first person that's going to get it is Dawn. Dawn's giving one, my friend Dawn's giving one to her dad for, her, for, for Christmas. And it's, that's the one that's coming tomorrow that I ordered. And um, well, I never even thought I'm about gonna, that. I'm going to email her and tell her to um, take a picture and text it to me. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. So, um, <laughs> And I'm on Snapchat. I think I'm going to stop doing the cooking show for a while. What? Well, it, it's a pain. I have to like go to the grocery store and I have to figure out what recipe <laughs> I'm going to make. And then I have to spend two hours making it. And it's, sometimes it's just a pain. Um, it'll probably come back every now and then when I feel like making stuff for the week. But it's mm-hmm. not going to be every single week anymore because it mm-hmm. just makes me tired. I'm disappointed um, in that. I know. Sorry. It's how I learn new recipes. That's probably not true. I'm get, No, for real. I'm going to make the chicken and pasta one. I'm not going to put ch- um, potato chips on top, though. It's crunchy. I, they make them crunchy. Well, you know, Kian was sitting beside me when you were when you were making that, and I was watching it. And you said, now you take these potato chips and you crunch them up on top. And Kian goes, potato chips? Uncle Jerry, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's Listen, it's really good. Well, he calls them he calls them tomato chips, which I think is adorable. So I don't correct him. Instead of potato chips, he says tomato chips. They're his favorite kind of chips, but he says on top of chicken is not right. Oh, okay. I mean, it, it works for me, but I'm the same oh. person who put Doritos on top of my taco salad. So oh, I do that too. Okay. Doritos and taco salad is a must. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if anybody wants to find me. You can find me at lindsayevanoff.com. I have not done anything to improve my amazing website because I don't know how. Um, When my book cover comes out, I'm going to send out a newsletter um, so that my my subscribers can see the book cover first. Um, And then I'm going to get with Caro and we're going to put the book cover on my site, lindsayevanoff.com. And hey, my name can be spelled like 30 different ways. So I just want to put this out there. It's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. And the last name is Evanoff, E-V-A-N-O-F-F. It's like Evan Off. So just so that you know how to spell it when you want to go check out my new and improved amazing website. Um, you can email me at lindsay at lindsayevanoff.com. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Lindsay Evanoff author, Instagram at Lindsay Evanoff author, and Twitter Evanoff Lindsay. So I had two things that I wanted to mention during the podcast that I forgot. Number one, the reason I asked you if um, if you liked doing that stuff with the um, finances is because I was going to make a deal with you to said if you run my finances, I will make changes to your website. I would rather gouge my eye out with a fork. Okay. All right. Well, that's um, – so that's a no then. That's a hard no. Okay. All right. And <laughs> the second thing I was going to bring up was that we have to talk at some point in the next couple of weeks about the romance that we want to write. Oh, yes. Um, so because yes. I would like to start doing that, you know, January 3rd, January 4th, whatever that first week of January, first full week is. I would like to figure out what day and time that I'm going to take one hour that I don't normally write and I'm going to work on that. Um, yeah. My thought was still Sunday mornings as soon as I get up. Uh, I'm really good in the morning with writing. So that, that was my thought, but I still need to think about it, but we still need to plot it out and come up with the idea. Now, again, I have a pretty big plot already created, but I know you want to change that. Um, well, I only want to change the end to make it more believable. Right. I, we have to talk about that because I like my ending better. Um, of course you do. Yeah. Um, so um, so we need to talk about that at some point. Um, do you want- to- You mean we need to argue about that? Right. Well, well I'm just going to hold up air quotes when I say talk. Um, <laughs> so, And by the way, I'm okay with your ending- 
kind of. I just need to come to terms with it. Um, <laughs> you need to start the grieving process. I do. I really need to start the grieving process. Um, so, so we need to talk about that. And I'm thinking um, maybe one day this week, although I'm busy and you're busy a lot this week. Um, yeah. But maybe I'll text you at some point. Maybe Tuesday night I'll text you. And um, we'll try to figure out when we can sit down and talk about the the actual plot. Because even yeah. I don't want to. I'm not going to pants this. I don't want. I want to know how it's going to end, and I want to yeah. know like the important points. And I, I I was thinking I wanted to start writing it on January 3rd, but maybe that's when we start plotting it and dealing with characters and stuff. And then maybe we do that for a month and then start writing it in February. Yeah, I think that would be better just because of the holidays and schedules and, and things. And I also want to. Um, so I'm always jealous, not jealous, that's the wrong word to use. I'm always ad- admiring of like Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You. I love that song. Um, and I know a lot of people hate hearing it right now because it's played so much during this time of year. I love it. Um, there are certain things like that. Christmas Vacation, Christmas Story came out in like 1985 or 1984, and it's still every year. There are movies that came out in 1984 that you never, ever see on TV, but every single year you see Christmas Story. So I want to try right. to take advantage of some kind of a holiday. And Christmas is the most obvious one because that gives us a whole year to write this. Um, yeah. Christmas is the most obvious one where if we can make this Christmas related, then uh, – and I don't know how we're going to do it based on the plot that I have right now. But if we can make this Christmas related, something that it would be nice if we could somehow – advertise every year for the next thousand years that people go read this. And even though it takes place in 2019 or whenever it takes place in 2029, people are still buying it and downloading it when it comes around that time. So you really hurt your sales the other part of the year, but longevity is better. So, yeah, I mean, we really have to make it epic if we're going to get people to, uh, to buy it every year or to read it every year. We already went through the contact information, so we don't need to do that again. So I'm going to end it this time because you always end it. If you like our podcast, please give us a review on the podcast page. There's a nice review area now on the podcast page, jerryevanoff.com slash podcast, where you can go and type a, a comment, type a review. Also, if you go to go to Apple, if you're listening on iTunes, please go there and give us a review. I'm going to have to check those out and see if there's any new reviews. And um, until next week. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the New Author Podcast. Check back next week for another episode. And for more information, check out Jerry's website at www.jerryevanoff.com.